This is the Purpose Lab. The things that I have had in my life, my disability was something that I ran away from, I was uncomfortable with, I didn't know how to talk about it. I listened to so many people who saw disability as, uh, you know, a burden and, um, you know, they saw me as, as broken. And, and that's the, the weight that I carried for the longest time. Once again, welcome to another edition of The Purpose Lab. And I'm so excited about this guest. I, and it's hard to even call this person a guest because this person is family and you never call family guests. So um, this is our producer. And so it's so amazing because I'm going to let him talk about his story. But it's just amazing how we came together and got together. And it's so amazing all the people who we've had the opportunity to interview together and their in awe of this person as well once they find out the details of this person's life and um so so i'm excited i'm excited that once again we're interviewing someone who understands the importance of it's not happening to you it's happening for you and using what some will think as an obstacle to be an opportunity so justin how are you i'm doing really good been a good day it's even better to to sit on the mic with you and kind of talk through some of the stuff i i love this show and i love talking to you so it's a great day definitely definitely and i love you being a part of this and this is our show and so with our show i do want to ask so how did we meet <laughs> it's so funny because like i feel I feel like the best opportunities in my life have always come from some random social media connection. Like I've played in bands from a random Facebook like or a LinkedIn request. I remember one time we were, I was freelancing at the time, um, full, full time freelance work. And some lady connects with me out of the blue because she, uh, we had a mutual connection and she thought that my LinkedIn profile picture looked funny and she thought that I'd be a good fit for her project. I feel like the most random things come from social media. And man, I remember seeing your videos in like a student affairs professionals group and thinking, this dude is on fire. He knows what he's talking about. He's speaking my language. Just that, you know, living in your purpose, focusing on moving forward, um, failing forward, right? And uh, you inspired me with your videos and I feel like for me, when I get like the tinglies, when I'm feeling like those goosebumps because somebody the, the ting the tinglies yeah yeah the tinglies you, man you, you must have you must have a daughter Go yeah ahead. yeah and then no, no, I do <laughs> I do I do no the thing about it is though is man when when I feel that electricity coming across an internet connection for me I'm like how can I be a part of moving this guy forward man you don't need my help. But I feel like we're better together. And so I think the first connection we had was probably six, seven months ago. I reached out. I'm like, hey, do you have a podcast? You need a podcast. And then we reconnected and kind of it, it went from there. So. Yeah. It, and it was funny when I got the when I when, when you reached out to me, you know, you always think whenever you use uh, social media, like, who is yep. this person? And so, you know, I had I had to stalk you. So I, I Facebook stalked you and. I was like, all right, so he's an athlete, but I'm looking and I'm like, okay, he's an athlete, but what kind of, okay, 
all right, so, hey, let's get on a call and let's, let's talk because it was once again, just like you said, that electricity where it was like, wow, I've had people reach out to me before, but the people who reached out with me before some, I felt like it was a connection with you. I fe felt a definite connection, even from our first conversation, talking about family yeah. and talking about different things that we had in alignment. So I reach out. So, so we talked and I noticed you play um, softball yep. and I was like, okay, cool athlete. And so we had a conversation about softball and everything dropped. When you say the mic drop, here yeah. go to dun, 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 dun. Yeah. what, what, what sport? Like, tell me about the softball league you play. Yeah, in. So this is, this is pretty gnarly, man. Um, and it, it, it radically changed my life. And I think it's an awesome scaffolding for this whole conversation. So the sport I play is called beep baseball. And yeah, the word beep is in that. The ball beeps. And you're probably thinking like, <laughs> why would a baseball be beeping? Well, it's because I'm totally blind. Uh, and all the athletes mm. on the field are also totally blind. Everybody is blindfolded. Mm. And um, it is a game that with a bit of modification holds true to like a traditional game of baseball or softball. And um it really just sort of unlocked that that competitor, that inner beast inside of me that that wants to to go faster, get stronger, be better, and um, it's what's given me confidence, man, to go out there and tackle the big mm. problems of the world. You know, even hopping mm. on a mic with you, talking to you know hundreds of people, thousands of people, whatever in our jobs. I don't know if years ago, I could say that I would have that level of confidence because I feel like it's very easy to listen to what others have to say about you. And sometimes mm -hmm. leaning into who you are, that identity, that purpose uh, can get drowned out when the world tries to tell you something else is reality. And so for somebody who has a pretty mm -hmm. visible disability, being totally blind most of my life, I felt like I, I listened to a lot of the world tell me that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't capable, that I wasn't able. And beat baseball put me back in a position where I had to be strong. I had to go all out. People depended on me. And man, when you get in situations like that where you're pushed to your limits and you know that other people are counting on you, you have no choice. And so it's mm. been pivotal in my story. It's been pivotal, mm. pivotal in my success. So one of the things that you always talk about is showing up. Mm. So what about the days where you don't want to show up where, where I'm, I'm sure, cause we all get yep. down. I'm sure sometimes, or have you ever said, why did this happen to me? And how do you deal with that, that, that conversation that you're having with yourself? Yeah. I mean, so you know, putting into the context of my blindness, I mean, here's the deal. Um, I can't change a thing about who, who I am. I cannot change a thing about who I'm wired mm. to be. Um, and, and truthfully, like all of the pieces fit together, like that jigsaw puzzle, you know, even, even the, the piece that's cut differently mm. from the others, right? There's like a, 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 that nuanced piece mm. about it that, that makes it different and stand out. I recognize that all of those pieces fit together to make the puzzle that I am. And I embrace that. Um, 
there are days that I do want to get down about it, but I do recognize that my blindness gives me a perspective that nobody else in the world gets to have. And rather than seeing that as a burden, I see that as a blessing, right? How can I take that unique perspective, that diverse perspective and use it to pour into people, right? Um, And so in my job, I get to work with students from all aspects of life, all identities, all diversities, all types of abilities. Um, And the reality is, is I get to share my story. I get to share how, you know, adversity is uh, not unique to me. Um, We all have adversity we must face. How I've overcome that and how I use it to my advantage um, in my life, with my family, with the types of challenges I take on now. And uh, man, I think that it's a beautiful thing. And so, yeah, I think it's so easy to get down, but we we don't have an option to 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 not move forward. I mean, you talk a lot about purpose. My purpose is to move forward and empower and equip people. If I were to get down and out about myself and about the card, the the hand that I've been dealt, none of that would happen. And so, you know, I I, I I'll tell you a story, a pretty real story. Last week was kind of dealing with uh, a little bit of depression, um, constantly just going through this medical um, mystery that is my five-year-old daughter's health. Um, And I was just feeling down, man. Like a a dad never wants to see his daughter have to, or his kid in general, have have to make such radical changes. And man, she's on like six or seven medications right now. I'm like, ugh. And, uh, you know, I was just down. And I remember looking at my calendar and I was thinking, all right, well, if I, if I take off today, what's that going to look like? And I saw three students on my calendar for that morning. And I was like, what's going to happen if I don't meet with those students? Well, maybe nothing, mm-hmm. but maybe something is pulling, you know, my agenda and their agenda together today and putting us in the same room at the same time. And I need to show up. Guess what? One of those conversations had to happen that day. Student was in tears, mm-hmm. needed somebody to listen to her, needed somebody to talk through options. I don't know what it would happen if we hadn't connected that day. And so yeah. I think yeah. showing up and doing the hard work consistently allows us to be able to push past that tension when it happens the next time. You know, that's such an amazing story and I believe in it wholeheartedly. And I've always said, so people will always constantly, you know, we all go through something, but I know that I must be on when I'm in front of different people. Mm -hmm. And it's not a fake being on because to be honest with you, if I'm off, when I see other people, I get energized. Mm. Like regardless of what's going on, they energize. I feed off yep. of them, and I feed off of them for their positivity. I feed off of them for maybe ha- they haven't latched on to their positivity yet. Maybe they're going through something. So now I'm even more hungry to find that thing, to find that way to articulate something to them, to where I can pull them out of whatever they're involved in right now. And so I've always I'll go through the hallway of my <laughs> where I work at. I'm in the in in a field house so i'm right next to the rec center so you can imagine how many people come through the hallways that are either going to um, the coach's office or either going to the rec center and 
I'll finish with a meeting and I'll go walk and I'll see people in the hallway and I'll look at them and say, hey, what's high five? And we'll give each other high five. This is before yes. COVID. <laughs> but high five. And, 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 and they'll just laugh or I'll just see somebody and I'll be walking and I'm like, all right, let's walk. Let's see who can win to the other end of the um, hallway. And I'm walking fast and they're trying to catch up with me. And, but those type of things, because you never know who you can pull into existence by saying hi. Mm. Uh, a, a gesture just so small as hi yep. because you don't know what they were going home to do you don't know how they feel like how they may feel like you know what no one sees me no one hears me so i don't matter and so i've always fed off people to tell people you matter and so i love it when you said you had to have that meeting and that meeting and that it had to happen and so I'm glad that you were able to recognize that. So it's funny. So when we do our podcast and, and I don't tell people, hey, by the way, I want to warn yeah, you, he's yeah, blind. Yeah. No, I sit up and I, I I don't say anything to the end of the podcast. And I remember talking to Tim Selgo when we did the session on purpose and leadership. Yeah. And Tim Selgo was like, I I I, I, <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, but he's freaking wonderful. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was like, yeah remarkable so i think about all the different things that like you said you you show up and you do it for your family and it, when you're learning these different things is it a challenge to you to learn it like do you use once again that obstacle as an opportunity to learn things is that's how you if that is that how you're wired yeah i think it is and and you said that on a, on a session a couple of weeks ago just that idea of of using obstacles as opportunities listen there are lots of situations that we get thrown into as professionals and in, as human beings where we're like fish out of water, where we feel like we are swimming uphill. And yeah, there's a learning curve um, for a lot of little things that I do. And, and a lot of times we don't know what we don't know, right? So we don't even know the questions mm. to ask. And so I think in my journey as someone, as a disabled person, you know, a lot of times it's me being curious, me being creative, uh, me being communicative, collaborative. That's a, a lot of alliteration there, but it's all to say like, <laughs> it's, all, it's all to say that I have to know me and I have to know what works for me and communicate well with the people around me to work through some of those challenges together. So like, you know, the great example, mm -hmm. Damon, like we have been on sessions before and the tool that we use has sort of gone through a couple of different design changes as we've recorded with different guests. And I know what I'm looking for, but I don't know what it looks like, right? And so I'll mm -hmm. tell you, hey, Damon, this is what it's telling me. What do you see that kind of matches up with that? We exist mm. on this planet for one another. That's why COVID has yes. been so miserable for so many people because we're in this isolated state. We had some neighbors that just moved in down the street and like three, four, five weeks ago, we have not said anything to them because of the way COVID has been. They, they go into their house. We go into our house. We're all kind of just trying to get through this and we are wired to be social. They came out yesterday. We, we talked, you know, socially distanced, of course, but um, it mm. made me realize that whether it's disability or just walking through life, we need one another. And um, yeah. I, that is a lesson I'm constantly reminded of. Um, that said, I think everybody's desire is to be able to do things independently. 
So a lot of it is me pressing buttons, making mistakes, thinking one thing, asking questions for clarification and and getting a, a better idea of something. And you know what? I think I was really embarrassed about that at first. Like, Mm-hmm. I remember being a, a a college student, young professional, and feeling like not having all of the answers or being uninformed because of my blindness made me weak. Um, and I've come to realize, especially working um, <laughs> working in, in higher education, where a lot of times people think that they know way more than they do, uh, and that's not a dig, but it's yes. it's the reality. I think it's it's sort of that that persona that yeah. we put on. Um, I've learned that mm-hmm. most people don't know um, near near you know fifty percent of what what is is possible. I mean, we don't we don't know half the stuff that we could we could know out there in the world. And so the reality is mm-hmm. is me not knowing something because of my blindness. That's a gap that we can fill together. And it's as simple as asking a question and working together to figure it out. You know, I once heard it said that we all have disabilities but we definitely have different abilities. Mm. And so, so, so when we have different abilities, so I think about the things that you're phenomenal at. So when we first met, Hey, you, you talk, you need to get a podcast. <laughs> you don't have a podcast. I want to work with you. And it, I'm like, well, me and my wife tried to do one. It sucks. I think you listened to it. and It was like, it sucks, but you were nice, but no, um, it didn't suck. It was, a, it not, was a good conversation. It was a great conversation. Okay, but, but hey, right. hey, move, move forward uh, uh, with your uh, point. Uh, I won't, I won't puff you up. Th- th- there we go. <laughs> see, 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 see. But, but it's that different ability, right? And so, I think we get so caught up in thinking, like you just said, like we have to be an expert at everything. Yes. yes. Where it's not about being an expert at everything. And you said it so eloquently when you said we need each other. And so if we know and we live by that premise that we need each other, that means I don't have to be great at everything as long as I'm stretching out and I'm comfortable and I'm courageous enough to say, hey, can you help me with this? But guess what? I'm good at this over here. And then you say, oh, that's something that I'm really not good at. And then we have this connection to each other where we're helping each other and as we help each other we're able to help more people and so then you build this community of people with different abilities right well and you said something so go ahead just just that notion of being an expert i was i was so desperately trying to be an expert about being a professional instead of being an expert about my purpose and about my mm. my individuality and so i think a lot of times we can focus we focus way too much on trying to put on this facade about being like this big yeah. professional you know we got to we got to earn our keep yes. that we don't stop pause reflect on why it is we exist on this planet and and how we can pour into and draw from others to to get to that point and i, I I remember for me, uh, I had a friend named Tim Douglas, super creative guy, photographer, was a neighbor of mine for a long time. And we were talking about just different aspects of who I was, the kind of work I was doing. I was doing a lot of creative work at the time. And it was kind of visual mm-hmm. media. So again, I felt a little little bit like a fish out of water. Like I could... I could conceptualize great ideas, but putting pen to paper, like, listen, I'm never going to be a graphic designer or videographer, but I can tell you how, Mm -hmm. what, what good graphics need 
and what a good video production needs, right? So from like a project management standpoint, maybe I don't need to lean so hard into the, I've got to be the creator. Maybe I can be the guy that, that conceptualizes and puts it together. When I was having that conversation with Tim, this was 2010, 2011, you know, I had just graduated a couple years before that. And we were talking about this word creative and I felt so dirty about that word because I felt like I couldn't embrace that. I was so focused on being what I thought the world needed or wanted from me that I could not embrace the way I was uniquely engineered to be. And man, I cannot mm. tell you how much 10 years has changed my perspective and changed my approach to that. Definitely. I think, not I think, that's so powerful what you just said. When we come to the table, really naked, right? Yeah. And and understanding that, you know, it's okay. It's, it's, it's truly okay that I don't know this. But once again, as we said, it's some other things I do yep. know. It's some other things that I'm good at. It's some other things that I feel comfortable with even stretching out there to learn. But this thing right here, I, I'm really going to need your assistance. And so I, I think that's key. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've always said, Justin, and I want to ask you another question. But one of the things I've always said to, to different, especially students that I come in contact with, I tell them I'm not good at math. Never was. I'm not a great writer. And science wasn't my thing. But I had to do each of those things in order to have my bachelor's, two masters and this Ph.D., what I did was I asked for help mm -hmm. from the different people who were good at those particular disciplines. And as they helped me, I was able to help them with things that they weren't good at. And so once again, it's understanding that, and you said it, that we all need each other. So I want to ask you a question. I want to keep it, you know, real as far as, um, so did you ever get to the point? Because, you know, a lot of us, you know, I think about your daughter when you when you just talked about what she's dealing with and no parent. You said it. No parent wants their child to have to experience anything like that. But one of the things I know about your daughter is she's always smiling. She is. She's always so happy. Where do you think that comes from? That's a great question. Um, I think it comes from a few different places. I think Sheridan's personality is such that she's going to have, she's going to be sunshine on a cloudy day. Um, mm -hmm. I think that that's just, again, that's how she was wired to be. That doesn't mean that, that every day she's going to feel like she's got that. But uh, yesterday we were coming out of church right now. She's on a pretty heavy uh, dose of, of steroids to kind of deal with some, some inflammation, some autoimmune stuff I don't know if anybody who's listening has taken steroids for, for, for medical therapy, but you get that roid rage. Um, you start mm -hmm. to turn into a bit of a, of a grouch, uh, or you can, I, I've, mm -hmm. I've been through it. I know what that feels like. And, um, mm -hmm. somebody at church saw her and she was super grouchy and they were like, that doesn't seem like Sheridan. She is always, mm -hmm. she is always coming up to us with a smile, always starting a conversation and that's just who she is. And so I think mm -hmm. part of it is she's uniquely wired that way. Part of it is I think um, she's really in tune and very aware to the things that are modeled to her. And mm -hmm. for, for, for us, for our family, we, again, 
we recognize that no matter where we find ourselves, we have to push forward. We have no alternative. If we don't push forward and we say stagnant, we don't grow. Um, we don't get mm. to where we want to be. And so that's a message like, she's five years old. I'm preaching that all the time. Like, don't, we can't sit still. You know, if you don't, if you don't know the answer, you don't have a plan, let's work on it together. But not moving forward is not an option. Not keeping optimism about moving forward is not an option. And I think she listens. I think she really does. And mm. it's wild to me because I think also sort of the third third part of this is she's just wise beyond her years. And you know, you've you've encountered people that yes. way. They, they kind of like, have they kind of have definitely. that old soul. You know what I mean? Like and yes. Sheridan yes. Sheridan's that way. Like it's wild to me that a five year old can go into a doctor's appointment and have like their complete medical history, like on the tip of their tongue, ready to talk about it. Mm. Sheridan is just mature. Um far more mm. mature than her 35 year old daughter or for, for 35 year old dad is at times like yeah. she just she she is incredibly resilient incredibly mature um and just incredibly aware of the world around her and i think that that combined with um you know her purpose i think that's that's how you get who she is you know, it's interesting that you use that word mature. And I think about and you and you said it, you said her her dad. Right. And I think about think about the stuff, the stuff that we get caught up in as as we always talk about purpose and name of this. This podcast is the Purpose Lab. And we always talk about how, you know, it, it's different things that will try to detract us and distract us from our purpose. But it's an opportunity for us to learn something. Right. right? And so I think about how immature we all are sometimes. How immature, how we can let the smallest yep. thing, I mean, some, some as a, a fly buzzing by our ear can mess up our whole moment, yep. right? We can be having the happiest moment in the world. Then all of a sudden we, ah, ah, this not this, how immature we are. And, and one of the things that I said the other day, and I was telling one of my athletes, I said, when we get to the point, and I think I said this in a video message too. But I said, when we understand the privilege that this moment brings, when we really understand that, when we understand that we are so fortunate to be in this moment at this time, yep. that's when the ball game changes. Yep. Because then we can start being, and you used the other word, aware of, wow, I don't have to be here. I get to oh, be here. Man. And oh, since I yes. get to be here, I need to take advantage yes. of every opportunity that's bestowed upon me. And as we always say and understand, it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. So one of my athletes said, Damon, when I because I did this Zoom with all of my football players and he said, man, because he said, you know, the part that I really, really that resonated with me was when you said, dang, this is happening to me. Or you can say. Okay, this is happening to me. And it's the question that you ask yourself. So you either make it a state or you make it a question. Okay, this is happening to me. Okay, so what is it I'm supposed to get from this? So when I think about your daughter and I think about what you just said, you're right. She's so aware. She's so aware. And it's some things that she's going to have to deal with that you don't want her to deal with that is going to make her so strong. Absolutely. And so when you think about what you've experienced talking about your life, what would you say is, is the thing that you're learning 
from your and I used the quotes from your disability. What are some of the things if you had to say three of the most important things that you've learned from having to deal with the disability and instead of using it as an obstacle, using it as an opportunity, what would you say those top three things are? Well, just that idea of reframing. For me, I think one of the things that's been just imperative to learn along the way is just being able to reframe the situation. And you talk about mm -hmm. it often. Look, there is no coincidence that you and I have connected. Our ideas, the things that we believe in, the lessons I've learned, the lessons you've learned, the things you talk about, the things I know are important, they all align so well. And it's this idea that the things that I have had in my life, my disability was something that I ran away from, I was uncomfortable with, I didn't know how to talk about it. I listened to so many people who saw disability as, uh, you know, a burden and, um, you know, they saw me as, as broken. And, and that's the, the weight that I carried for the longest time. Damon, I remember getting, I was, a, I was a sophomore in college, newly married. I remember having a conversation with my wife, Angela, about my professional plans. And I said, I don't know why I'm getting this degree anyways. Nobody's going to hire me. You know, I'm going to stay at home. Mm -hmm. I'm going to raise our kids, which that's an extremely fulfilling opportunity. But I also mm -hmm. knew like I'm going to school studying this thing that excites me and I'm terrified that mm -hmm. nobody's going to hire me to do it. And I reflect mm. on that conversation now and I recognize that I couldn't drown out those other voices and reframe the situation and listen to the voice inside my head, the voice of my creator, the, the voice of the, 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 the one who engineered me, wired me uniquely to do good in the world. Mm. I couldn't listen to mm. him and reframe that this disability was not a death sentence. It was not a burden. Mm. Um, yes, I do things differently. Not bad, not wrong. I'm not broken. They're different. And if we didn't have difference, mm. we wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have a, a diverse perspective to help us solve the problems of the world, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's the first thing is just recognizing that we constantly have to be in a state of reframing, um, mm. piggybacking off of that, recognizing that disability is, has more to do with the barriers of society more than a diagnosis, right? And so in my mm. job, we talk a lot about, well, in my job and in my life, I talk a lot about, yes, blindness is a diagnosis that I have. That is a part of my, um, my biology, it is a part of my reality. It is something that from a, from a medical diagnostic standpoint is an attribute of me. It's also part of my human identity. And it's something that uh, mm. I, I find very important to who I am. The challenge that comes with disability is not the blindness. It's the barriers that I encounter in the world that have to be negotiated mm. to ensure that I have access to those things that, that I should have, that I have the right to access. So 
you know, whether it's a, a physical barrier, like, you know, great example, going to a meeting. I know those are kind of not the same anymore, but going to a meeting uh-huh. and getting a printed agenda. Okay. My two mm. eyes aren't going to perceive the text on that paper, but if you give me a PDF or an email with that agenda, we've now negotiated that barrier and I have access right? Mm. So the disabling Mm. thing isn't my blindness. It's the fact that that material is in a format that was not accessible to everyone. Make sense? Mm. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's Mm -hmm. huge. We have- Makes perfect sense. We have physical barriers. We have technological barriers. We have communications barriers. Here's a big one, attitudinal barriers, right? Barriers Mm. that say this person isn't good enough. Um, He's blind. How would he be able to do that? Um, this guy's a wheelchair user. He's not going to need that or, or find that important. Um, you know, people people ask me all the time. Well, you're blind. You probably don't watch TV. I watch too much TV. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's I think it's those attitudes and those mindsets that we come to the table with that physical barriers are easy. You can look at something like that. There's a technical way of fixing that attitudes are harder to change. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's been the other thing yeah. is just recognizing that um, it's an aspect of my identity and that um, while it's not my sole responsibility to educate people on blindness, I do find it find joy in sharing my story and sharing that message. Because honestly, Damon, I bet you everybody listening to this podcast, you, you probably have maybe one or two people that have had direct contact with somebody who's blind. Everybody else is like, whoa, wait a minute. This might be the first blind person I've heard talk about Mm. their disability. Dude, that's such a beautiful thing. Like that gives me so much hope and so much joy. And I think that would be the third thing is recognizing that I have a story to tell. And if I'm not out there telling a story, there is a skewed perspective on the shared experiences that me and others um, navigate, whether it's blindness or not. Um, I can't speak for all blind people, but I can share what I've lived. And if my lived experience changes your perception just a little bit, then I've done my job. I keep in, and, and, and it's so funny because every time we have a conversation, either pre or post, um, our interviews, I always tell just, I say, record it because <laughs> you're going to say something. One of the things that I heard you say out of everything, but you talked about that word negotiation. And I think that reigns true for everyone. And so when we talk about purpose and living on purpose and staying in alignment with your purpose, it's a negotiation. Mm -hmm. It's a negotiation between you and the person who you say you want to be. Right. So I want to lose this weight. okay? but you have a cupboard full of snacks that, you know, are detrimental to what you're saying. So now you have to negotiate. So now, okay, well, dang. I can't eat the whole bag of chips, but I'm eat a couple chips, but I'm a workout harder. Yep. Okay. That's the negotiation. Or you know what? No, I'm not going to eat the chips today. Maybe I'll eat it tomorrow. Then tomorrow comes and you say, you know what? No, maybe I'll need to. So now you're negotiating. So I think what you just said, the, the, how powerful it is, is success purpose will require us to negotiate with our mind because our mind wants to keep us safe. Your mind, as you spoke about your story, wanted to keep you nothing wrong. If that's your life's mission is to take care of you. That's a wonderful, fulfilling thing. But if you it's something else that you feel you want to do, 
and you're not negotiating and figuring out a way to make that happen, I think you'll always be unhappy. Pur- purpose can't and pur- so- purpose cannot be contained. You know, it when can. you are wired to do something, when you are purposed to do something, and gosh, I've said that phrase so many times since you and I um, met and started talking, and it, it resonates so loudly for me because purpose cannot be contained. When you are built the way you are, that will come out. And that's where I was in college. Like I had that inner turmoil that, oh my gosh, I know I'm wired to be something different. And I'm just so afraid that attitudinal barriers are going to prevent me from reaching that point and being able to fulfill my purpose. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. But if I had known in that moment how wrong I was, I wonder what would have happened. You know, I wonder what would have happened. Yeah. But but like you said, your purpose can't be contained by anyone else. It can be contained right. by you. That's right. And your belief system that you're you're accepting, right? right? So I accept this for my life, so I don't think I can go any higher, right? That uh, proverbial uh, glass ceiling that that some of us feel we where okay, well maybe it's time to shift, maybe it's time to pivot to do something else, right? right? And so it's it's one of those conversations that you're having with yourself about what you think is possible because I'm a strong believer that I remember when I was in school, and I know I told you the story, but I'll share it with the audience. I used to see a person especially a blind person Mm -hmm. it it wasn't a person in a wheelchair it was it was it was a couple blind people that were at my university and i remember i would see them and i always was a deep thinker um and i would see them and they would have they would be walking and they would have their 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 walking stick Mm -hmm. and they would be walking to class and they would make it to their class and i remember on several occasions I would kick myself and I would feel so bad because it was many times where I would sit in the bed because I just didn't want to go to class. But I watched them and I said, man, they're going to class and I'm acting like and I have all of my everything. And once again, I'm not understanding what I know now, which it was the privilege. Mm. But I think that was one of the things that helped me become because I think it's a series of things that we talked about. Another, it, it wasn't just one thing, but that was one of the things that really just resonated with me where it was like, really? Like excuses really sound good to the person who wants to use them. Right. But they sound horrible when you say you want something, because I think you said a, a key thing, too, is I, I, I think the congruency. Right. You're incongruent. So, so you're torn between yourself and the self that you know is possible to be, but you're allowing yourself to be less than what you can possibly be. And it's, it's, it's so for me. And I don't want to live in that space. I don't want to live in that space where I'm thinking, what could I have right. done? And so I'm sitting here with Justin, who once again, we keep talking about this disability, but I think it's different abilities that he has that I don't have that we're able to, to, to really pull out of each other. So Justin, I know we got to, Get ready to get off of this because I know you got other work to do. And and but I do want to ask you this, Justin, if you could share, if you could share one of the wisest lessons that you've learned. And you're 35, so I know it's been a lot in there, but what is something that you could share with the audience as it pertains to the importance of purpose? We keep talking about that, and that's what this podcast is about. But 
how important is purpose? You know, I said something in a previous podcast, and this is like my arrogance coming out. I said something that I don't think I'd ever said before, and it just came to mind when you when you asked that question. Um, this idea on uh, purpose, how how purpose when you're in your purpose, it just looks good on you. You know what I mean? Like mm. the mm. universe works out. Um, it doesn't mean you're not going to have clouds on a sunny day. It does mean that you recognize the skills, the abilities, the talents, the lived experience that you have at the ready to tackle the problems in front of you. It looks good on you. Um, you're in your zone. And um, I think for me, being aware, becoming aware of that, embracing that, articulating that and, and constantly reflecting on that has been so profound for me. It's been um, a huge investment. Um, and again, you know, as a 16, 18, 20, 22 year old kid, like going through that journey, how much of that was my, my brain and my body ready to embrace that? I, I don't know. Um, but I'll tell you that we're fighting a war with ourselves. We're fighting, mm. we're battling ourselves. Um, and, and you said something just a second ago that I loved and I had not thought about it that way. Um, when I said purpose can't be contained and you countered with the idea that we can contain our purpose if we, if we let ourselves, oh my gosh, that's so profound. I, we are fighting a battle with ourselves. And if we don't show up mm ready for war to conquer the fears, the anxieties, the question marks. If we don't show up ready to tackle those things, it doesn't matter what else the world throws our way. Um, mm -hmm. And so for me, blindness is the smallest thing on my plate. It's those, those mm -hmm. voices that tell me I'm not good enough. Um, the, the people who question um, the the areas that I try to 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 you know bring my purpose to the table, um, it's it's that pushback that we get sometimes. It's those things that you have to push through that scare me more than a little old thing like mm. blindness. And it's easy for me to say that, and I know that hearing me say that may it be may be like whoa, I, I don't I don't know how that guy does it. Man, mm. I wake up. I get out of bed and I go and I live in my purpose and I'm not, I don't think about my blindness. It is who I am. It is part of me, part of my identity. Nothing about me navigating life with blindness should ever be inspiring because we all have to do it. We have to push through. We have to fight those question marks and those fears. And that's the things that I think we can, that's why we relate so well because yes, mm -hmm. you're not blind but you have to battle those same things in your life as well. And I think that that's that, mm -hmm. that sort of level, that level playing field, that space that we can all relate on. Mm. You know what? That, that's a perfect way to end it. Um, that level playing field that we're all playing mm -hmm. on because we all have to battle, like you said, ourself and the self that we know we're capable of becoming. And even if someone told us that we couldn't, you talked about the the different things that people would say or 
even more than that, the things that you believed people would say and how you felt that no one's going to hire mm-hmm. me. And now you're, you're conflicted with ever leaving <laughs> higher ed because <laughs> I've got too much because, to do you know, at this point. And, and, and dude, uh, <laughs> that is a blessing. That is such a tremendous yes. blessing. And you said it earlier. Yes. It's like just recognizing, Oh my gosh, yes. I get to wake up and I have the opportunity to do this. I'm the luckiest dude in the world. Yeah. Man, it, 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 and, and if we all lived at that place of privilege where it's, you're right, we're all so lucky because someone didn't wake up. Someone didn't get this opportunity that we're sitting up here mad about. And someone didn't get the opportunity for that fly or that gnat to be buzzing by their ear, irritating them. It's, it's just the irritant. But this too shall pass. And so. I want to thank you because, you know, when we first uh, started talking, I said, man, I can't wait for you to share with the world. Well, the people who I know who listen to this and the community that needs to hear that, you know, it's not how you start. It's how you finish that counts. And regardless of what you're going through, figure out a way, show up, make it happen. No excuses, because once again, excuses only sound good to the person who's willing to make them up. But if this person can do it, that means you can do it. You just have to figure out a way and your way may be different than Justin's way. Your way may be different than my way. But I'm just glad that we're able to share a story that to show them that just because we don't go the same way, there is still a way. So, Justin, as always, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for the nuggets that you gave me because, you know, I was taking notes and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to use that on the next podcast next time. And I'm going to have to use that on my Facebook message because you're a phenomenal human being and you have a wonderful family. And I thank you for what you're doing at your university. Oh, I'll be remiss if I didn't say this. Bringing it back to when we first mm-hmm. met, Justin put together the trailer. And if you haven't heard it, please subscribe to your um, to, to your Spotify or your Apple um, podcast and, 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 and listen to the trailer. But Justin put a trailer together and I had one of my former student athletes reach out to me. He said, I know we always hating on each other because we hating fun. But he said, I know we always hating on each other. But right now, he said, brother, that trailer is off the chain. <laughs> he said I mean, he was in love with it. And I said, but here's the thing. And I said, you know, I knew you was going to reach out. I said, but here's the thing. I said, the person that I'm working with, he actually works at your university. He was like, are you serious? I said, yeah, he actually works in your disability support resources office. And he said, and I said, and he's blind. He said, wait a minute. The one guy, he used to do a lot of work with, with athletics. And he said, that dude's a beast. Like I would tell my athletes at Texas A&M, I would tell them, man, look at him. And he's making it happen. And, and so I say that to say, we see you and we see the work that you're doing. And you joke with me all the time when you say, man, I seen you was looking pretty good. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, Justin? (laughs) But I'm so glad that we can joke. I'm so glad that we can laugh. But more than anything, I'm so glad that we connected. And as Justin said, we all need each other. So continue to share, continue to subscribe, continue to understand that you have a purpose and so this has been a purpose lab justin i want to thank you again for dropping these wonderful nuggets for the audience Always. appreciate you Always. Man.
This is Dr. Diafano, The Purpose Guy. And remember, you can live ordinary or extraordinary. The choice is yours. Learn more about The Purpose Lab by visiting aimhighu.com.